0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the lounge tonight. Let's hear it for the skits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, joining us now on stage some things we've watched, things we've played, and of course, the lovely things we've listened to. And introducing our special guest tonight two queer trans ladies. Thank you all so much for joining us here for Queer and Pleasant Strangers. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Aris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast. We're two queer trans ladies. We do silly voices and skits. That's what this is. That is what this is. Yeah. How are you doing? Uh, I'm alright. Yeah. Busy. I'm busy. so busy right busy. now. Busy, you're taking on so many creative projects at I have this so moment. There's so much to do. Indeed. If only there were more time. But if only there was more time. That yeah. is the I'm, eternal quest. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to change my credits line now. Yeah. <laughs> Help me justify a seventy five hour work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, oh no, baby. Boop <laughs> boop Well hopefully we can trim those hours down <laughs> soon. Trim, just little a trim. That's a treat. <laughs> so, let's start by talking about things we've played this week. Oh, things we've played. Yeah, what have you been playing this week? I, well, I, <clears throat> I noticed on Sunday that you were playing Hades and had been playing a lot of Hades and you'd been playing a lot of Hades and a lot of Hades had happened. Yeah. And Becky was playing Hades. Yeah, and Be- Becky had started playing it's Hades. It's been a while since Becky's played a video game. So, if Becky's game playing break. a video game, you're like, oh, so- something's going on here. <laughs> Becky, I hate gameplay loops too ill. <laughs> Hmm. Has found a gameplay loop that she enjoyed. Apparently so! Yeah, so you, you started playing Hades this weekend. I started playing Hades. I joined the. I leapt on the passing bandwagon. Yeah, uh, uh, is it a good bandwagon? It's alright. I yeah. had a good time on the bandwagon. I, I, you know, I went back to it after the initial play session, so yeah. that's usually a good sign. It, it wasn't just, okay, I've seen this now. Is that it. That's <laughs> all I need to do now. Nah, yeah. I'm no, um, not sure about the Murder Mittens. I don't I'm not as, as I, keen on them as you were. This is the thing. All of the weapons in Hades are very, very different to each other mm-hmm. and it's gonna depend which ones are your kind of jam. But like Oh let's be Yeah. It, even with the Murder Mittens having such short range, you made it like I think up to the third boss with them? Uh, I got past the, the bone dragon. The yeah, yeah, you you got pretty far in, even if they weren't the thing you were gelling with. Did yeah, you? I think I got to like the third level yeah. of Elysium. Yeah, you got to the... You like the spear, though. I like the spear, big fan of the spear, especially if I can get the triple stab yeah, thing the, the, the spear is probably my second favourite weapon, because it's got a good combination of Melee with reach plus a ranged thing if you need it. Plus it seems to pierce projectile weapons. Yes, which y- I had not picked up on. This is not an advertised feature. No. But it works really well. Seems to do that really well. I'm quite enjoying that. Um, Yeah, oh, fucking how Hypnos. I want to stab <laughs> Hypnos every time. Oh, see- every time that you die and he has a snarky thing to say about the thing that killed you. Oh, oh yeah, you know, I just stand here and I watch the blood pool and... Uh, it was, uh, I tell you what, I was. you should have seen my face earlier. I was so shocked when someone came out of the blood pool and it wasn't you. <laughs> Fuck you! So Hypnos is great to hate. Yeah. He is fun to hate. Yes. And like, I felt differently about him after the first time I beat Hades and then came back to speak to him. I was like, oh, okay, okay. But I, I've i been... He's re- a jerk. Yeah, so, since since we talked about this last week mm-hmm. um i have now beaten hades the Multiple the, the boss three times um i've unlocked like the true final form of two of my weapons um which is all big and exciting Ooh. uh the the narrative is still going i've i've started to be like oh i see what the the narrative is to keep doing this you unlocked all of the items in the mirror uh, not all the items in the mirror. Um, I have to save up to pay for some of them still. But uh, I unlocked difficulty modes where I can get the rewards again if I turn the difficulty up just just a little bit. And you can pick sort of what element of the difficulty to turn up to right. get your rewards again. So, so you can more do diamonds. Yeah, if you want more diamonds, more blood, more um, ambrosia, you can get it by being like, okay, I'm going to give just the first boss of the game a few extra uh, moves it can do. Mm-hmm. And now I'll get the, the blood and the diamonds and the ambrosia again. But the turning that one difficulty thing up is like, oh, I no longer have to fight just one of, of, of these characters as the first boss. I have to fight multiple. Ooh. Yay! Multiple Megs. Yeah, basically. Um, It's little things like that that you can just sort of modify the game piece by piece to be like, eh, let's just keep this challenging. That's the worst pinball game. Oh <laughs> well, no, I hit the multi-meg Ah, fuck Ah, chaos Um, But yeah, I'm still really digging it After having completed my first run Ooh. And I'm feeling the incentive to keep going with it I mean, I figured you, you were still getting something out of it When you played it all day Like like that Sunday morning You were like, just beat Hades like, Wicked and then you didn't stop playing <laughs> no i did not there was narrative to explore it was. i beat hades and then plot happened i was like oh shit got got beat him again mm-hmm. things have occurred things <laughs> but yeah you seem to be getting on alright with that i haven't had much time to play it but what i have done i've very much into yeah. it any particular builds you've been enjoying um Dionysus with the stabbies and the triple stri- triple triple spear everything gets hit by poison spear <laughs> um yeah and if i can get uh Poison attack and poison dash. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Dionysus is definitely was definitely the first um that I gravitated towards. Everybody's hungover. Everybody's hungover now. Yeah, my, I had a really good run the other day, with the Fists, mm-hmm. where I had um poison hangover punches. Mm-hmm. Um my dashes shielded me. Ooh. Um My, my punch was just, was just a big, nice uppercut. It was very good. Mm -hmm. Um... My my special god ability was I could do, like, a super shield for a while. I keep forgetting those damn um, things exist. Yeah, right. It took me a while to, to remember they were a thing and to start using them. And then my spell is these crystals I could drop down that fire out, like, ice lasers. Yeah. Um. And I would I'd, I'd make it so that they inflict chill and they turn very fast. Yeah. So I just, like, put my shields on so that I have a few seconds, drop my ice crystals down, and then... Dash in, punch, punch, punch with the poison. Dash away. I got quite an, a nice one the other day. With I was doing triple spear, hangover attack, and then I got something that slows them when they're oh, when they're hungover. Yes. So, oh, that goes nicely together. It does. Get way more backstab damage in. Yeah, there's a lot of really nice stuff that like synergizes with other things mm-hmm. if you commit to build directions. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a fun game. though. That is that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm. I am going to be playing it for a considerable amount of time I Yay. think. This this is probably mechanically the most into a game I have been in 2020. Oh well I'm very glad you're enjoying because it. This gripped me. Uh you played anything else this week? Oh, we played some things together. So that's about some of the things we played together. We played more Flashpoint Fire Rescue, but we played the second story expansion. Oh yeah, there's now two... Sm- rather than one big house, it's two smaller floors. And you got to go up and down stairs or ladders. Yeah. And there's weak walls and windows. Yeah, there's so much going on. Yeah. We got our ass kicked the first two times we tried to do this. Yes, we did. Um, We were playing Veteran Difficulty, basically. Yeah. We we had so we had some difficulty of like the fire getting out very out of control very fast. Um and us not dealing with the structural damage fast enough. Basically, the first two times the house fell down while we were trying to. Pretty much. And we were getting, like, one person out of the building. Yeah. And not even necessarily two in ambulance, but they were outside the building. I think that first time we'd have been fine if it hadn't been for the first, like, four rescues we did were, like, completely, oh, nope, no, that wasn't a person. Uh, well, that wasn't a person. Some, uh, the, the cat got burned. Yeah. Which we were both very distressed by. <laughs> But that third attempt where we worked out what we where we'd made the difficulty too strong and yes. jump back in, we, we, we managed. Yeah, it we was, managed. It was close. We were it was running out of uh, structural stability cubes. There but... was a lot more strategy involved. Like, yeah. it was, okay, we've worked out what doesn't work. Yes. Here is exactly what we need to do, how we need to handle it. Yes, it was very much... Um, both go in and deal with the biggest fire together before you do anything else. Don't mm-hmm. try and split up from the start. Noob. Um, and then every now and then being like, okay, we need to regroup, I need help. I need help, this fire is getting too much. Yeah, not being afraid to, to say, I need help, please come to my location, rather than being like, ah, oh, we can handle these two separate locations separately. Nope. Yeah, uh, yeah. On the, and on that last one, I don't think we lost a single person, did we? No, we got everyone out we intact. Got all sent out. We we had a good tactical run, and everything went very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I am continuing to enjoy that game And it's many variations Loving it, loving a, all the options We haven't even played the other side of the uh, second story Yeah, there's a film, whole there's a whole a side of the board We've not tried yet With yeah. lots of individual cubicles Which I imagine are going to be an absolute nightmare Well yeah, because upstairs you've got like hotel rooms Which are very small compact areas yeah. And then downstairs you've got these huge open spaces You've got big open spaces But you've also got like, there's the toilet cubicles More than one fire there And the whole cubicle burns down And Pretty structural damage Yep. Structural uh, damage. we've we've got some game to get out we of do. that yet yeah um and I'm, I'm very curious about like how how that will will continue going yeah. um what the replayability is like with the uh the extra board and mm, stuff yeah. i did like the addition of the extra tokens for like hey because because you were sort of um roleplaying that the first time anyway. We're like, okay, I need a set of tokens for movement movement. and a set of tokens for my special action. Yeah, because I was playing a character who had two different resource pools and one of them could be used for one thing but not for anything else. And this had, like, specific tokens to be like, hey, do you need... Movement tokens and putting things out tokens. There you go. And you need something separate for these are the tokens you can carry over for movement next time. Yes, it, it was helpful to be able to separate what my resources could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and and windows we can just open. As yes. As well as just pop through a window. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it made like access points to the building like a lot better. Because there's a few places in like the base game board where you're just like. There's no windows in this building. There's two doors. <laughs> there should be ways of getting in here. You would think. Hmm. Maybe maybe get like a highlighter pen and just draw on some windows. <laughs> uh, you played anything else? Uh, the main other thing I've been playing is I've been playing some Super Mario 35. Oh heck! Which is that Mario original Super Mario Bros. Battle Royale that it's free for people who've got Switch online. It's made by the people that did Tetris 99, as is very clear from, like, the whole use your right stick to target um, people who are attacking you or whoever's closest to being knocked out or, Mm -hmm. you know... Strongest, weakest. Yeah, those kind of selectors, it's that exact same system. Uh Um, But the general idea is you start in World 1-1 of the original Super Mario and you, any enemies you knock out will be sent to another player's screen to hopefully overwhelm them. You will only have a certain amount of time on the clock Um, to try and put some pressure on you. By defeating enemies, you add more time to the clock. So it's basically, try not to get killed by enemies, but like you can't avoid enemies entirely, you have to go kill things, but there's going to be a lot of enemies, that's your sort of risk-reward is... How many of these do I try and defeat to get more time on the clock mm-hmm. without risking being overrun? Um, there's some really interesting stuff built into it to um, disincentivize some of the easier ways of playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, if you go and jump on a Goomba, that's two extra seconds of time on the clock. If you use a Fire Flower to kill a Goomba, that's only one second of extra time on the clock. Right. So with something like a fire flower it's much easier to knock things out but you are getting considerably less time per one you knock out mm-hmm. that's a trade-off you've got to make um coins that you collect while you're playing can be used to start a run with a certain power-up so you get a bit of ability to go like here's how i want to start my load out which is quite okay. nice um and, and how much of mario is in there uh every level of the original super mario so brothers like is worlds. theoretically in there. Yes theoretically uh i have not gone to all of them because ah uh, there are things everywhere i'm not going to go anywhere too difficult but like uh the warp zone still exists so yeah. like from from 1 2 you could you could hop through a warp zone so you'd be the only one theoretically on that level yeah so what that that theoretically means is if you were to jump ahead to say like you know like world 3 or world 4 any very difficult enemies that you knock out will then be sent to other people. So someone might just be dealing with, Oh, I'm in world one, one. Oh, there's a Bowser in front of me now. And because Bowser's in world one, one, there's no, uh, the ax to make him fall through the floor. What do I do? It's like the incentive is if you go somewhere more difficult, you will have a tougher time, but you can send tougher things to other people. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it, it seems quite nicely balanced. Um, the The closer you get to, like, everyone being knocked out, it will start moving the, the, uh, the clock down faster to try and yeah, get yeah. some pressure on, and the idea seems to be keep making it faster to the point that people panic slightly and make silly mistakes. There's yeah, a yeah, little yeah. bit of that going on. Um, if you collect 20 coins at any time in a level, you get the ability to press a button and you will get a random power-up. It will spin a roulette and you'll get a power-up, Ooh. which could be anything from an invincibility star to a power block that would clear the whole screen to just a regular mushroom, which, if it's a power-up you've already got, it'll just add some extra time to the clock. Okay. I think if you've got a fire flower and you get another fire flower, it's like 15 extra seconds. Oh, yeah. Um. So that is like, if you mess up and, oh no, suddenly I'm small Mario and I'm kind of fucked, if you've been collecting coins along the way, you can get yourself back up, and oh, okay. that that's sort of your incentive of Look, time is on the clock and there are enemies I should be defeating, but if I take the time to collect some coins, that might save me later. Mm-hmm. It's a really simple idea, but I had a lot of fun with it. Nice. Um, I got my first win in. Yay. Um, yeah, it it is a silly, fun little concept, and I I don't think I'm going to be sticking with it like infinitely long. I don't think it's going to keep keep me for a huge amount of time. But I would love to see Nintendo do more stuff like this, where they take an existing thing they have, put some little interesting twist on it and go, there you go, try it like this now. Mm. Um, Yeah, it reminds me a lot of um, one of the few Wii U games that I completely forgot to pick up that is really interesting was a game called uh, NES Remix, which is a lot of stuff like this, where it would be, here's a level from the original Super Mario Brothers, but uh, all of the floor is icy, get to the end before the time limit runs out. Okay, or, like a WarioWare type thing? Yeah, it was, let's take existing NES games and remix them in certain ways to yeah. give you new challenges to okay. do. And this had that kind of feel. Hmm. It was, let's take an existing thing and just mess with it a little bit and let you play it again, freshen mm-hmm. it up. And I wish Nintendo did more of that. What about you, what you been playing? We played a game together. We played a board game together. We did play a board we game did. together. We played Streets of Steel kicking asphalt. Yeah. Do you want to Do want talk about this? <laughs> Conceptually great. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Streets of Steel is a side-scrolling t- uh, 16-bit brawler game. Yeah. In the style of Streets of Rage or Final Fight. It has beautiful, amazing 2D pixel art. Yeah. Uh, it has a great idea whereby, like... You have these street tiles that roll along as you progress through the game. Everybody takes a turn as their character. They get a number of actions. Then, like, once everyone's had a turn, the final bit of road drops off and you add a new bit of road. That will add new enemies and, like, potentially items and things that you can pick up. So if you want bin (laughs) chicken, you can get bin chicken. (laughs) Uh, all of the characters ha- that you can play as have unique movesets that feel distinctly different from each other, which mm-hmm. is really nice. Yeah. Um, I I liked everything to do with the core concept of the game, the way it looked, and the way the characters functioned. Mm-hmm. The problem is with poor explanation of mechanics and some very unclear enemy behavior instructions. Yeah, yeah. Um the manual is a bit of a mess, to say the least. Like, not least the fact there's a few typos in there. Yeah. There's the fact that, like, you might go, oh, I'm sure I was reading something about this this particular function of the game earlier, and no, I'm I can't sure I, I can't find the bit I was reading about earlier. I've just got this this bit that is very much that title, and then it's like, oh, flick back or forward, and you might find an entirely different paragraph about exactly the same thing, but with slightly different details. yeah we We had a real like our experience of the game was I think very deflated by the fact that that we got to the we got to the boss eventually, mm-hmm. and we've been having a good time and the the boss card was incredibly unclear because it was like move x number of spaces towards uh, Y player and attack and it's like well, they're not traditionally they're not in attack range, you have to be on the same tile as something to attack can can it attack at a distance, or is that only? Attack if it has arrived at the place. Or yeah, like there, there are other cards that say specifically, like you can attack everything in your row, or you can attack everything yeah. on the street tile. It, it was there was a real lack of clarity of, um, does is this thing attacking from a distance or does it only attack if that movement brought it into into range? Yeah, and that. Trying to work that out really killed the momentum of the end of the game for us. Yeah, um, and I mean, like, I went away and cooked popcorn yeah. during that moment while I pondered on the rules and while you looked thing- uh, read through the manual. I had played a solo game through the night before yeah. and had exactly the same problem. Yeah. The other thing is, playing two-player, you get two characters each. Playing one player, you're supposed to play three characters. Yeah. Uh, three character, three players. You play one each, and four players, one each again. The f- the fact is, this game doesn't scale. Calling yeah. it a one to four player game is inaccurate. Yeah, like two this people is- playing two characters is not is is manageable. Yeah, but then we still had issues when we were talking about passing the first player token around. Yeah, because instead of going like, okay, we're looping around this way, now we're looping around that way, now we're looping from the point of view of this character. In a yeah clockwise, it, it was like, oh, okay, well now the order of who does what is completely yeah. Reversed. We we ultimately decided stop moving the first player token because it's just getting confusing. Yeah, it it is a four character game that you need to control four characters between you whether you do that all by yourself or as a duo or as four people yeah. i think three people someone would have to play two and the other two would have to play one yeah i mean like again it's the whole feeling of it doesn't scale they claim that it can be played by you know one to th- one to four people but i don't feel like one and three is going to work as yeah, well yeah two or four seem doable yeah like th- there are points where the game becomes kind of overwhelming the fact that the manual does the whole like oh we're going to mock you for picking an uh, 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 like an easier difficulty scale which oh. basically gives you more quarters to buy yeah, lives, extra like. lives like uh like that it's it's so it's such a good idea it's, it's, but it's not it, an thing. it's gorgeous and i want to love it and i think i think we could have fun with it but i think we would need to have some house rules or make some... Clarifications. De- yeah, make some decisions up front about how we think things work mm-hmm. and agree on those. And I I think we could have fun with this again, but yeah. it's it's disappointing that so much of its presentation is so on point and the concept is so good, but the execution just kind of mm. fizzles out. Yeah. Another thing I'd point out is it was a Kickstarter game. They sold it pretty much on its art. They were like, this is a cool thing, this is our idea, it's 16-bit, and I was like, cool, that's the version I want. I want the version with the 16-bit art and the little cardboard figures, because they'll be cool 2D, and they'll look like sprites, and they'll be walking down the, the pixel art street. It's one of the best things about the game. And they were like, we're doing a minis version, do you want minis of all these things? And I was like, hell no, I don't want minis for this. Yeah, I've seen, like, in reasonably large size photos of the minis, and no, I don't want those minis. I don't want those minis. And not, like, and they were like, oh, well, because it was delayed by over a year, we're giving you like a freebie. That's why we've got that mini of teleconnection. Oh, that, that one mini, yeah. Um, like um, I didn't even realise that wasn't supposed yeah. to be in there, but I looked at it and went, that's naff. Yeah. <laughs> don't care. I, I, I picked up that, that mini and was like, oh, I'm playing this character. I don't want to use the mini. Give me this piece of cardboard, please. Give me please. the cute uh, cover cute with the adorable art yeah. on it. Yeah. Like... It felt like a really strange idea, but it is such a Kickstarter problem to go, we put minis in it. We have to put minis in it. But then you get this box, which is mostly empty space because that's where you would put your minis. Yeah. Yeah. Like, unless you are willing to put some serious time into painting them all... And even then, I don't think it's going to look as good. Because no. the pixel art is so spot on. It feels like kind of the point. Especially when, you, you know, you've got these little pixel art quarters to be represent lives, The wild power tokens. Everything on your character sheet is pixel art and yeah. pixel font. Why suddenly do you want these uh-huh. weird 3D minis? <laughs> Agreed. Um. Yeah, and I got the... The like level one and two version yeah. of the, of the Kickstarter, which means I've basically got the same game twice, but one of them's got really ropey um, '80s era Cold War scare uh, <laughs> graphics on it, and yeah. I'm just like, oof. We might try and find someone to give that one away to. <laughs> yeah, someone I probably don't like that much. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you want to try this maybe for review? I opened it to look at the cards Ah, that's it (laughs) it's never been used and probably never I haven't even pushed out the punch card We love punch cards we we don't like this game enough that we go oh yeah let's try playing the other one of it or even like let's try and integrate it because you can Yeah, as long as you only have one level 1 one level 2, one level 3 and one boss level We have no interest in using any of the content in the second box, which should tell you a lot about the quality of the game. Yeah, like, because there was a a period, like, on the first day where I was looking at the box going, oh, I could definitely just take out the vac form and put both of these in one box. Yes. And by by the time I'd played it through for the first time, I was like, I don't... Can we find some way of getting at least half of this crap out of the house? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, Which yeah. is disappointing for a Kickstarter game. It is. Uh, so that's key, uh, Streets of Steel, Kicking Asphalt by Wild Power Games. It, it, at least it did, I guess, eventually show up. That's something. It, it is. And apparently they found the password for their Twitter account because they tweeted for the first time since 2018 to reply to me when I was like, hey, it arrived. Yeah, not to answer your question <laughs> about no, game mechanics. No, I asked mechanics. a question about the mechanics and they just blanked me. No, but they acknowledged your pra- your seeming <laughs> praise of the game. It wasn't even that praising of the game. Just, it's here. It exists. Yeah, look, look. We did make a game. It really does exist. People have it. Ah. Shall we talk about a game we did, did enjoy? A game we ended up playing like four times oh yeah what game would that be we played sushi go party sushi go party is adorable (laughs) It's so cute it is the cutest little card game i ever did see (laughs) so uh sushi go uh sushi go is a uh set collection game you have a a menu in front of you of here are the things that you can get here are the points they're worth. Here is how they interact. Yeah. So you might have something that's like, uh, if you play a, a miso soup and someone else has played one this round... They all get cancelled out. You get no points. Otherwise, it's worth three points. Yeah. You might have uh, ver- uh various might- levels of nigiri, yeah. depending on what's on them. You might have... um I think it's sashimi, where it's like, if you get... Uh, is it two or three? I of- think it's three for sashimi yeah. and two for tempura. Yeah, and if you get like the full set, it's worth really good points, but if you don't get the full set, they're worth nothing. And then there's dessert. Yeah. <laughs> you have to try and collect desserts, and if you get enough of those, they're worth something at the yeah. end. They all sort of add up at the end. They just sort of sit at the side until... Everything else is done. And apparently people played that game and went, we want more of this, please. And Game Right Games went, okay, here's Sushi Go Party. Yeah. Which is, like, it's it's this adorable little map with uh, interchangeable pieces. So you can go, I'm going to pick out a menu. We'll use this type of rolls. We'll have these specials. We'll have these appetizers and this dessert. And, and where the, the base game, as I understand it, was just, here is the one set of cards that every time is what mm-hmm. you'll play with. This has, like... The instruction booklet goes, this one might be good for uh, two people. This one is a good beginner one. This is the one from the original game. This one is worth loads of points. This one has lots of, like, uh, messing with the other players. Like, multiple menus that you can just go, here are these set up. But they're also, like, hey, we we don't recommend, like, some of these for certain player numbers. Yeah. But basically, if you pick a type of rolls, two specials, three uh, appetizers, and a dessert, Just go with whatever ones you want. If you find there's one that you don't like how it plays, like let's say the base game has a dessert. uh, What's it? What's the dessert in the base version? The pudding. Yeah, the pudding. Um, The pudding can be a little bit all or nothing. Um, It gives the player with the most puddings gets plus uh, plus six, and the one with the least gets minus six, which can be Mm. quite a late game changer. Oh yes. Let's say you don't like that swap in for swap a different it in for dessert. fruit. Or yeah. or uh, what was that one? Um green tea ice cream. Yeah. If if there's a if there's a card where you're like, I don't like what this does to the game balance, just swap it in for something else. Well play different you like and if you're not enjoying one particular setup and you'll still be enjoying all the card art and the interaction of playing with other people. Oh, yeah. Like it's over in twenty minutes. Yeah. You get these adorable little sake bottles as your like point markers yeah. In eight colors, because you can play it with up to eight people, it worked pretty well as a, as a two-player game. Yeah, like it's swift in two players because you know exactly what the other hand is. So yes. you, it's basically you start with card drafting. Both car- players have uh, ten cards. You pick one, you put it down face down in front of you. You hand the deck over, and then you like both yeah. reveal at the same time, and. If that's miso, then and you've both done miso, you might have knocked things out, but it could be dessert or something else. Yeah. It might interact with something in another it's, round. It's a lot of trying to guess what the other person will or won't take and what they will or won't play at a given moment. Like what will they take first? Yeah. Like do what? I have time to wait for the yeah. dessert? Can um. I can I leave that there and come back for it next turn? Will it still be there? Mm-hmm. Um there's a lot of stuff that allows you to interact with the other player. Like there's um there's the chopsticks that allow you to on a later turn of your choice, take two cards at once, mm-hmm. um, but they're worth no points in the hand at the end of the game. And so you put them back into your hand once you picked up the. Two yeah, cards? so they keep coming back into circulation. There's things like, um, there, there was a certain item that if you had two of them, they were worth points. But if you've got three or more, worth oh, it was no, nothing. Tofu. Yeah, the tofu and like trying to, trying to pick things in such an order that you're like, okay, and you'll get the extra tofu yeah. and lose all your points. It was really cute. Like the the art is. So pretty, and and every one of those menu setups, um, for like the starting deck, feels noticeably different. Yeah, yeah. Like I think we tried all of the desserts, all of the rolls. I don't know if we've got through all of the appetizers yet. I don't think so, no. But yeah, like, and there's stuff like, uh, was it the spoon? They like don't play this in two player, so we haven't had a chance to try that yet, but. This was an adorable game that I just wanted to play and play and play, and was yeah. happy to do so. It's, it's super quick, it's yeah. super simple, it's the kind of game that you could give to people of pretty much any level of game knowledge, yeah. and they can keep up this on is what they It's a good family game. It's a good family game, and it's it's a small box game as well. It's the kind of game that you could definitely travel with and not feel like you've taken up a whole bag to yeah. do so. Like The tin it comes in is pretty sizable, but if you yeah. really needed to transfer it and size, space was an issue, yeah. like don't take the board with you, know the rules off by heart, and just like, like grab all the cards in a deck box or something. Yeah. It's the kind of game that you could totally be like, we've played board games in like in a pub before being yeah. like yeah this is totally the kind of thing you could whip out at the pub and oh, be yeah, like definitely. sure yeah we'll have a drink and we'll play a little bit of this silly sushi game yeah absolutely it's it's adorable and it's simple and mm-hmm. i can see us coming back to this again and again yeah this is one i would love to like bring out at a party i think this is a game that you could probably play like, a few drinks deep of an evening at yeah. a, a gathering. I, it'd be a really nice, like, you've brought friends around for a board game day, and you've played the big, complicated board games, and... How do we decompress yeah, it while we have a few drinks you're, and you're maybe the, not yeah. think too much? You're in that sort of, like, maybe we'll play Jackbox in a little bit, we'll yeah. get, get in that end of the night. This would be a good middle ground yeah. before heading to Jackbox. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think this is, gonna be, this is going to be a hit. hmm Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a nice palette, pa- palette cleanser after Streets of Steel. It was. Did we play anything else this weekend? I think that's everything. I think that might be everything. Well then, time for this. <laughs> oh, 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 oh God. Ah, 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 Why, buddy? Why are you like this? I'm warning you about winter. I know. I could just look on the internet or just, like, look out the window. It's your body's early warning system for winter. Winter's coming, don't you know? I recognised this when it felt like all my joints exploded this morning. It's Uh, winter, you know. Yes, I am very aware. Could have... Why? Why must everything hurt? Winter. Yes, but barometers exist. But... Boop, boop, it's yes winter. Just, that is the sound of my knee exploding boop, 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 uh, boop, it's <laughs> Hello everyone uh, thank you for coming along to my official apology press conference uh, thank you thank you all for attending uh, it is with great sincerity that I would like to retract my statement earlier in the summer that hot weather sucks because you can't eternally cool yourself down, and that winter is better as you can always wrap up warmer. Winter has now arrived, and it has taken all the five minutes for me to remember that past me is a fool, and summer is where it's at. Fuck my cold bones. I apologise for my foolish moves of the past. I definitely won't be apologising in the summer for what I've said here, when I'm meltingly hot. I mean it this time. What have you put in your eye meets What have I put in my eye meets? Uh we continued watching Parasite the Maxim. It's so good. Yeah, it's now that it's gotten through the early stage where it's like, oh then oh how silly is this This lad's hand is a an alien and it's jerking him off while he's peeing all oh. Yeah. It's it's gotten past that stage of like, oh he tripped over and touched a boob, isn't that funny? And now it's just like a really good Serious, intense action, serious, intense drama, drama, <laughs> like yeah. It. I want to know what happens because we're like only I think maybe five or six episodes yeah, from the so end. As I understand, this show has one season, and that is the whole story. Like cool. there was never an intention to have more than one season. They're just complete story, and we're done. Have you found out how this relates to previous Parasites? Because I okay, think there was. So my understanding is this is just uh, an adaptation of Parasite. Okay, and they called it the Maxim because it it was. Not the original one. Yeah, it's... it's it was the Brotherhood of Parasite. It's kind it's kind of that. It's Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. What's that different to Full Metal Alchemist? Well, it's a pretty close approximation of the manga, but it's not the other thing. This is basically Parasite. Mm-hmm. And it's getting really good. It is. And I kind of want to see the live-action movie now. I'm, I'm, I'm up for watching it if you <laughs> are. I want to see the live-action equivalent of these weird body horror things. I saw the trailer for that on Netflix the other day. I was like, yeah. what? It it's gotten to the point recently where like episodes have had like early season death note energy of like ah oh, ah oh, oh. yeah ah oh, we know that you are like that but does do they know do, oh, oh you both know that you're like oh yeah it's who's gonna let slip what they know first yeah and lots of oh every episode <laughs> just like oh shit it's yes. it's one of those just one more series. God, Because yeah. they're only like twenty minutes long once you skip the credits. Yes, yeah. and they're really good at cliffhangering their episodes. Oh yeah, like the episode that just ended tonight was good like, hating. yeah, was I? I did not realize that's where the episode was going to end, and I really want to see the next one. I'm mm-hmm. um, I'm having a good time with it's it. It's very good. Oh, yeah. I'm liking all the buddy horrors. Yeah, mm-hmm. is is good show. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What else have you watched this week? I have watched... So I've been learning video editing stuff which has put some things in my YouTube recommends. I have watched, all, as far as I can tell, almost all of Corridor Crew's material on their YouTube channel. Yeah. It started off with, hey, I need to look up how to do chroma keying in HitFilm and ended with you've watched, like, 30 episodes of VFX artists react to good and bad CGI in movies <laughs> and then like all the offshoot stuff of that of like hey we've a- we rented we got lent a mocap suit from like this big company so we're gonna try and like see like basically motion capture ourselves as Optimus Prime and see if we can <laughs> literally contort our bodies to transform into like the truck mode <laughs> Because we found this asset on some asset store and, like, that's a perfect G1 Optimus Prime. Okay, now contort your body and until it looks like an original transformation. <laughs> and then they rendered that into, like, a scene. <laughs> For a laugh. Sure, why not? Um, the one I watched tonight was they recreated, like, the light cycle scene from Tron mm. using Blender. <laughs> And they, it's like, if you didn't know, it would be very difficult to tell that that was their version of it initially. Because they put all the little cut-ins of, like, here's the quick scenes of somebody's face inside the light cycles. Like, even side by side, it's like, I couldn't tell you which was which. And then at the end, they're just like, yeah, we're just going to mess about with the settings, make it a bit shinier and a bit more to 2020 and see how it looks. (laughs) Like, that's really cool. Just the idea that, like, something like Blender, which is free, like, you can do that at home on your own system. It might take a while to render out, but that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I watched a, like, 45-minute long presentation that Sakurai, the, the Smash Brothers man, oh, did about the Minecraft characters coming to Smash Bros. Steve and Alex. Yeah, so... Uh, in, in short, Steve and Alex and the Enderman and the zombie from Minecraft are coming to, to Smash Bros. And I am really impressed with the amount of ac- attention to detail and effort they have clearly put into making this character work in a way that feels authentic to the, the base version of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point of... You have to one of the the mechanics of the characters. You have to mine for materials, um, for doing a lot of your special moves. Things like building blocks underneath you, um, to make platforms and to do building stuff. You have to mine those blocks, which obviously leaves you vulnerable for a second because you're having to stop and do some some mining. Uh, it'll use your least valuable blocks first when making platforms. Uh, every time you play as this character, there will be a crafting bench somewhere on the level, uh, that you can go to and upgrade your weapons and it will automatically use whatever the highest level um materials you have currently uh mined mm-hmm. it'll make the all it'll at once make all of your gear that that level mm-hmm. um there's a lot of interesting stuff like you have to have redstone in your inventory to be able to set up like a TNT with a detonator mm-hmm. Um, if you've got iron and wood, you can do minecart tracks uh, that don't go uphill very well, but they come downhill very mm-hmm. well. Um, if you are playing on, like, the competitive stages, you're playing on, like, tournament stuff, no matter where on the level you um, you mine, you will get the various uh, materials in roughly equal... in, in a preset rarity. Mm-hmm. So, like... Mining will always get you about these things and about this rarity. Yeah. If you were to play on, like, the party mode on the Minecraft stage, you can look at the floor of the stage and mine in specific areas to get higher likelihoods of that specific material if you want to get nitty-gritty about it, which I think that's that's lovely as an Mm -hmm. idea of being like, aha, there's there's probably iron over there. Let's go mine over there to get (laughs) my iron weapons. Awesome. Which... Ah, uh, watching through watching through the whole thing, it it very 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 much looks like Sakurai has put a hell of a lot of effort into being like I want if I'm gonna put this character in, I'm gonna do it right. Uh, he talks a lot in this presentation about like Nintendo were asking him five years ago to put this character in Smash, and he kept saying no because he was like I don't know how I would do it. Uh, there there are too many things that i would have to work out how to do and they just loomed at him until they they just kept suggesting it and he was his his response was like they say it to me as if it's just going to magically happen like the fairies will sprinkle their wands and it'll occur i have to make the thing my levels weren't designed to have blocks placed in them but now every level needs blocks placeable in it um but like it seems like he's gone I've only said yes now because I've worked out how to do it. Yeah. Like, he wasn't gonna put this in if it wasn't gonna be authentic and fit with everything else. It looks great, and yeah. like, the amount of extra effort that's gone into, like, sorting all the other levels. Yeah. To make it all work. Yeah, it it's always nice when you see something like this and go, you didn't just put this character in because corporate cash grab, cross-promotion marketing. It's like, that. You, you you stuck to your guns and didn't want to put it in unless it could be done right. And I mean it. It seems like they've made a real good effort. Um. So yeah, that that character looks really cool, and I will give them a play. Also, if you use Kirby to swallow swallow the Minecraft character, Kirby turns into a little cube cubby, adorable oh, little cube Kirby. Oh, oh, cube Kirby. Cube Kirby. cuby if you will. Cube cube Kirby. <laughs> oh. What about you? What else did you watch this week? That's it, pretty much. i am not been a heavy watchy. No, it's not been a heavy watchy week this week, yeah. has it? Well then, it's up for this. Laura, have got a new sponsor! Who's our new sponsor? Well, are you worried about your hairline? Not currently, but have been in the past. People... Listening, are you worried about your hairline? worried that your hairline might be retreating statistically? Probably someone listening is someone probably yeah. retreating back the hairline escaping back like like a retreating army across the hills of your head and the foothills of that bit behind your ear, and this metaphor is going somewhere, probably. Try the new medication. It's just estrogen oh it's not it's not like the the stuff that keeps trying to sell me on youtube that's like no, hey no. for hair hair loss reduction no it's just estrogen if, if you're worried about male pattern baldness get onto me and maybe some some uh some uh testosterone blockers and uh yeah you might find some of it even comes back yeah but you can certainly stop it from going I, much further i mean there may be some titty shaped side effects but like <clears throat> your your hair will your hair will stop receding and or come back i can live with a titty based side effects I I, mean, I, mean, I, had... I quite like the titty-based side effects yeah, myself. A big fan of titty-based side effects. And my hairline has indeed improved. Yeah, I've actually got some back, which yeah. is impressive. Plus Everyone... free titties, free titties. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's living the dream. So that's free titties. No, that's uh, <laughs> that's, that's estrogen <laughs> available in two milligram tablets. Ask your doctor and go on a big waiting list. Huge waiting list. That's fine, you, you, you'll you grow back the hairline that you lost while waiting to get onto it. Unless you pulled out all your hair trying to get through the... Oh, we made it bleak. Oh no! That's QNPS 138. Um, and may, may, maybe you can use that as a code to tell your doctor and then their programming will kick in and they'll be like, yes, I will get you the hormones immediately. Oh, is this the secret? that The, the, the discount code from Quops is actually how you navigate the NHS gender system. You just have to tell them... <laughs> You have to tell them in the number of equips episode and they hop you up the, up the that, queue. That's it. Q and PS 138 is the, the code word. Go! Go Use now. Use the, the sleep agent wisely. Has, the sleeper agent has been activated. <laughs> Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks hi 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 how's uh how's business treating you business is good i am loving it we have sacked a lot of people and given ourselves another huge bonus i mean what week don't we do that i know but you know this was a particularly big one i mean i haven't even fully had the payout for the other one yet but uh, <laughs> ah. and plus there's dividends soon uh love dividends! Dividend. gotta love a dividend ah uh, yeah so i've I've been thinking about new ways to uh, to make money. And I like that. Exactly, exactly. So you know how uh, we're charging people more for next-gen games because yeah. they're next-gen, they're new, they're updated. Surely oh, that we're means more are just adding more, money. more A's. Yeah, more A's, quadruple. We, that's yeah, a more a. It, That's a more A. Um, so, like, I was thinking, what if instead of just pa- uh, charging for next-gen patches, Yeah. what if we charged for, like, every kind of update we do to the game? Every update. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, patches, like, you know, balance patches. Right. Gotta so, pay for those now. Well, yeah, I mean, like, your game didn't work. Your day one patch, well, actually, you actually want to play the game. Oh, you want the day one patch? That's Better a dollar. Pay. That's an extra dollar. Uh, that's Do- a very, that is very reasonable to make the game work. Exactly, exactly. Uh, mandatory software fixes, you know, that, that game-breaking bug you want to fix. That's in the DLC store now. What about for, like, our consoles? Like, every time we... Patch out the ability to homebrew or, yeah, or hack yeah. it. We're just like, oh, that's a that's a new patch. That's that's more money. Exactly, exactly. It, every time there's server maintenance, do you want to do you want to get back out of server maintenance and into the game? That's a bit more money. More money for us, please. Exactly. Just charge for everything because at this point they've already bought the game. What are they not going to give us a dollar to keep playing? You are a fucking genius. I know. <laughs> So, oh. what have you put in your ear, Oh, uh, We both listened to a thing yeah. this week. All <laughs> right, I was checking the checking the level. <laughs> do you want to tell people? I didn't clip. Yeah, do you want to tell people what this is? Uh, Neil cicerega has got a new new album out. It's called Mouth Dreams. It's amazing. I've listened to it four times already. Yeah, we've <laughs> talked about Neil Cessarega before. Person who has done infinity different projects, including like the. Potter Puppet Pals, and what other stuff did Neil Ciceregia do? Um, Uh, He's got like a whole music thing as Lemon Demon. Yeah, all of the the Mouth albums. Yeah, Mouth Words, Mouth Silence, Um, Mouth Moods. Yeah. So without getting too into the specifics of the tracks on this album, because I feel like To Do So might spoil the first time (laughs) listening experience a little bit, I will say, you know a few weeks ago we talked about when I was my father a young boy took me into in, the, into the c- city to see my father
1: yeah um, has it's,
0: very much the, the same uh, yeah, energy as the um, I'm in a dreamscape that is starting to fall apart a little bit yeah it really it's so it really does have like a very like dreamlike feel to it 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 does a lot with that sort of remixing the existing stuff in a way that sounds natural, but if you listen to it properly, you go, this makes no sense and something's not right here. It's an old man in your Chardonnay. <laughs> it's an old man in your Chardonnay. It is an old man in your Chardonnay. It's a death row pardon in your Chardonnay. <laughs> it's it's it, all there in your Chardonnay. <laughs> it's, that, it, it's, it's gradual, and then there's a point in the middle of the album where it's like, oh, this is going full dream logic for a minute here. It's... <laughs> It is fascinatingly put together music. Yeah, I feel like a more is the point where it all just goes, okay, now she is broken. Yeah, I need to listen to this album again because that first listen, I'm, there were points where I was just like, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Are you ready? <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> It's 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 a powerful thing to listen to a Neil Cesaregio album for the first time. Yeah. I remember listening to um I think it was Mouth Moods? No words uh which i think was the last album out yeah uh because um austin yorski austin, austin Yorsky recommended it on word funk yeah and that was still a show back in the day back in the back in day i think you also mentioned it on dice funk as well i was like i yeah. i'm curious to try this and then i listened to that uh to for the first time and that's the album with floorcorn on it, which is still one of my favorite oh, tracks. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor tune of popcorn yeah sure yeah, so go listen to that album. it's great <laughs> it's it's quite a thing. I am ready to listen to it again and again. yeah, the last two tracks on there are incredible, like the the decision to mix the tracks that he did, uh, yeah. Um also, like now I've done a bit more um music production stuff and sound design. I'm <laughs> listening to it going, I think I know what was happening here and yeah. I kinda like yeah Yeah, you you understand a little of how the, the well, vegan I, sausage is made. <laughs> I understand how the vegan sausage is made. <laughs> <clears throat> Twigs and grass. And vegans. Delicious <laughs> vegans. Om nom 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 nom. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Linda McCartney's made of people! Linda McCartney's made of people! I mean, she is a person, she is made of people. <laughs> I don't even know if she's still alive. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe Linda McCartney is made of people. Uh... <laughs> In the is that <laughs> what Have you listened to? Uh, I listened to Laura Jane Grace's surprise released new album, Stay Ooh. Alive. Uh, have you listened to any of this? I haven't. I've I, I heard it was releasing, and I was too busy with work and nothing. That's fair. It is a really good little half hour album. Yeah, um. It is. It is far from her angriest sounding stuff. Um. Honestly, the the energy that comes off of it is. Feeling exhausted and frustrated from being stuck in place, which I think is like an energy a lot of people got right didn't, now. Didn't we do a sketch about this way at the beginning of the year about all all the oh, al- yeah, artists about, um, we're going to be doing? Oh yeah, no, we we had a sketch about this a few months ago, and <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's there's a few tracks in particular I kind of wanted to um mention. Uh, there's an early track called "The Calendar Song." which is about like the feelings of wanderlust and wanting to be out and doing things and wanting adventures to act to some kind of milestones to get away from lockdown. Uh, aptly titled, there's a track called shelter in place, which is clearly very time sensitive. Um, Supernatural possession has almost a brick pop kind of feel in some places. A um, mm-hmm. little bit rockier, but a little bit of that brick pop sound um, about it, the fact that it's kind of weird that the weird has become our, our new normal. Um, There's some more intense tracks on it. Hanging Tree is a pretty direct song about American intolerance and the country's steady decline into being a right-wing, religious, white supremacist, bigotry-filled land where the wealthy survive and thrive. It's... Yeah. it's nothing in there is inaccurate. A lot is bad right now. Uh, There's a really good track called Why Can't I Be You? Um there's a track called so long farewell alvida saying fuck off. It's <laughs> uh, a great track name. Um just sort of very distorted, very heavy on the distortion upbeat punk vibe, very simple lyrics, just fuck off. Um it's a good little half hour album. It it feels very of its time. And the the video the 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 video footage if you watch it you know, the listen to the album on YouTube it's just Laura Jane Grace reading a book in the bath and at one point <laughs> at one point she looks to the camera and just does a little wave and then goes back to reading that book what's the book I don't know I can only see the back cover of it <sighs> well heck yeah what about you what you listen to not much else I've been I think I've nearly finished listening to all of the Dicebreaker podcast yeah. uh, including the latest one I've got like three from the beginning of the series to listen to because i'm Ooh. listening to it in reverse order as always but yeah alright. It's, it's, uh, listen to a bit of electric Six. Oh yeah we listened to uh the album fire that's a good album it's it's some good modernish disco yeah like i say modern-ish it's like a decade old at this point well i mean it's not like it's not three or four decades old no oh god i think it's about 15 years old I mean that still feels new for disco. <laughs> it's it, I I don't. We need more disco. I've clearly not heard several of the tracks on that before, and they're all real good catch. There's a lot of good catchy stuff on there. It's good stuff. I do like the good the good disco. I would. I think before recommending it, I would need to listen or, or check the lyrics because there's a few yes. songs where I'm like, that was a decision that was made. I I want to know what do. Yeah, this definitely feels like a a. Electric Six feel like a band that probably at points pushed some boundaries and maybe did some stuff they probably weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, the recommendation comes with, we had this on in the background as background noise while playing uh, Firepoint. Yeah. We were not like looking at the lyrics as we went and checking that everything was still kosher. no. What I wanted was like some. Because we always listen to background music when we play yeah. board games. Like when we played Alien, we had the, the Alien. Yeah. We listened to all four soundtracks. Um, the first week we played uh, Flashpoint Fire Rescue, we listened to the the Towering Inferno. Yeah. Uh, original soundtrack. We, we try and find soundtracks to things that are tonally appropriate. And the album Fire. That's got fire in the word. Yeah. Fire, fire in the disco. Fire in the disco. That's yeah. how that like goes. fire in the small 2 floor house. Indeed. (laughs) Don't you want to know why they keep starting fires? We're here to put them out. Stop it! (laughs) Stop smoking in the cupboard. (laughs) Yeah, we had fun listening to some some disco. Disco! Yeah, I think that's everything I've listened to this week. Well then, time for this. Oh, so have you um, heard they're opening up one of those Facebook marketplaces in town? I hadn't. I hadn't. What what sort of stuff they got? Well, you know how like when you go on Facebook Marketplace, they got all that nonsense. All that nonsense. Is that but as a high street shop? Oh, okay, okay. You got you got any examples of what they got in there? Uh, well, I I had a look through the window the other day. They've got a definitely not stolen bike. Definitely not stolen. Just a tenner. Oh, oh wow, that is suspiciously cheap. Yeah. Uh, they got four hundred pairs of eye capsule earbuds. Oh, okay, okay, sure, yeah. Yeah, uh, though, some. some uh, you know the new Magic the Gathering secret layers? Oh, yeah, yeah. The ones that aren't actually released yet? Y- yeah. I got loads of those for sale, like massive markups. Of course, yeah. I've uh, got some almost exactly Uggs. I mean, looking at a small thumbnail, I wouldn't know they weren't Uggs. Looking through the window at a distance, I wouldn't know they weren't Uggs. Yeah. It just says Igs on the bottom. <laughs> Uh, a completely knackered 2010 Suzuki Swift. I mean, as long as you don't try and turn it on, it probably looks like a functional motorcycle. It's a car. Oh. Which is very disappointing. I mean, that that tells <laughs> me how much I know <laughs> about vehicles. <laughs> There's clearly something wrong with this, this car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, a, pre- a pre-owned Perifit. Uh, that's the, the the game controller that goes up here. Ooh. Yeah, that's the, the the fanning controller. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd trust a second-hand one. Ooh, for three pounds I can get an entire bag of human hair. What would you do with an entire bag of human hair? Where did they get an entire bag of human hair? And this is long is stuff. It, this isn't like... Is it legal to sell a bag of human hair? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Facebook marketplace, it's kind of horrifying. Okay, so today I'm just going to try something new. Cool. Always up for something new. Something new. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm yeah. So let's Mm -hmm. let's just, Mm -hmm. let's just try something new. That's all we're going to do. Okay? Yep, Yep. bit of pottery. Yeah, that sounds sounds great, right? Well, it's very important that you learn the history of pottery. No, we don't need to learn the history of pottery. We're just going to do some pottery. I mean, yeah, but how can you do pottery if you don't understand like how it all works? Maybe, but maybe, maybe it's just some some uh, principles of pottery. Well, I mean, th- the basics, but I, I just want to try something new, that's all. I don't yeah, need absolutely. to be perfect at it. I, no, but, but you, I, could, you, could, you could research, like, different types of clay and different types of material, and, like, what about, like, uh, potter's wheels? Are you going to be using a wheel for this? Are you going to need tools? You're probably going to need to look into tools. You're probably going to need to look into the history of the types of tools that you use for pottery and stuff, right? right. I, I, mean, I mean, I feel like if I start doing this, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole and I'm not actually going to try pottery. I kind of just want to get some clay and fuck around with it. Lovely idea like I mean people throughout all, all of art history I'm sure if you looked into that you'd probably find that that's exactly the sort of thing that's happened like People like get very into the art they get learn all about the different types of clay And like what kind of clay like why is some of it like orange and why is some of it grey? Like that's a question that we probably need to answer like and do we get the stuff that like just dries in your living room or do we need a kiln? Do we need to invest in a kiln? Perhaps we should get a kiln I just want to try something new but, but, but I am your obsessive brain. What if you got a kiln? Ah! And ah, a ton of clay. Ah! Different colours. We can get all the different colours of clay. Ah! Do you want to learn about the history of screaming? Questions, <laughs> 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 Question, Sam. Seven questions. What's the questions? Uh, Tricky asks, I haven't really worked out what's behind the episode titles. That is my question. Um... Words that come up at some point in the show and are relevant to some description. You edit the chat, I edit the, uh, the, the skits, and then I compile it all together with the interstitial tunes, and then once that's all done, I skip around in the thing looking for words... That I am um, initially I look for one word that's interesting and then two words that kinda go with those. <laughs> and that's usually really all there is to it. But... Yeah. It is technically things that are in the show. And I usually try and make sure they aren't words together. The only e- exception I think we ever used to that was um when I used uh Yes Road Guy <laughs> as as the title, which was literally like a bit from a skit. Yeah. But yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucy asks, what's the best pastry? Oh, I'm very partial to a good uh, cinnamon, cinnamon swirl. That's a good one. Yeah. Good mm. good cinnamon swirl. Mm. Mm. Greg's vegan sausage roll. That's very good. That's I very can good. Eat, I could eat a lot of those. If they're served hot, a good pan au chocolat. Ooh. Just even just those little just, just roll uh Ooh, tinned yeah. ones with the little dark chocolate stick that you roll up and <laughs> uh, they just come out the oven, they're all piping hot and the chocolate's still a little melty. Pastry is great. What was the thing I saw the other I think it was like a pastry sandwich? Ooh. Apparently somewhere was doing like like a buttered roll with just like a bunch of pastry in it. Ha <laughs> like, That sounds like the most northern thing in the world and I love it and I kinda want one. <laughs> <laughs> Um Alice, the gayest dungeon owl awesome name, asks, do you communicate with non neurotypical sounds? uh I hiss growl purr, and also happy spookmas happy spookmas happy spookmas uh-huh. i i definitely i definitely um mew occasionally i'll meow. I meow quite a lot, yeah, um, sometimes it's involuntary though it's it's yeah. less a case of. Like, I remember once I was sitting in an exam. Yeah. And they were like, okay, everyone as quiet as possible. And I meowed so loud, I just slapped my hand over my face going, where did that come from? Yeah, I don't know what it is about meows. Uh, yeah, meows. meow it's, a lot. Yeah, that, it's apparently like a bit of a thing. It's also an anxious thing. I meow yeah. quite a lot when I'm really anxious. I yeah. was staying overnight at a friend's house that I... Love dearly, know from yeah. raving, and will happily go raving and festies with. But it was like, this is an outside that thing type event, yes, where you probably have to act kind of like an actual adult, as opposed to like I'm messy, yay! yeah. I I want a lolly. I find that I will do the meows occasionally when I'm just not feeling particularly verbal, but just want to make it, just a noise of. Hey I am I am here and get a uh, guess mm-hmm. no no more words need to be exchanged but he, he, it, it's essentially the he, hello hello he, hello <laughs> is mm, yeah i don't know why meowing is the nonverbal sound but that is the nonverbal sound uh yeah i do sometimes hiss at people but usually that's a deliberate choice rather than a yeah an involuntary or just a, a thing that comes naturally Uh, Oh, I do growl, fuck. (laughs) You do growl. (laughs) Like, when I'm pissed, I will, like.
1: Yeah. Hold it back, hold it back, and then there'll just
0: be like a. Also, sometimes if I'm really horny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Given the right circumstances, I growl quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, that reveals some things about myself I I hadn't thought about before. I really considered these noises being (laughs) non-neurotypical, but I'm like, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. The neurotypicals don't really do the (laughs) certainly not with certainly not with such commonality. Yes. Becky Twohill, hi Becky, love love you, you. Mwah. mwah. Uh, what would your brand of shenanigans be if you were a god providing boons in Hades? Uh, and how would you handle uh, duel rooms? I think this has been answered by uh, Podium, <laughs> who did a wonderful piece of fan art of mm. me as the god of butts, uh, where my boons all gave things like backstab damage, because, uh backside, and um, pow- extra powers to the fists... F- fist, fist, backside. That 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 seems to be the the decision that has been made. That art is wonderful. Mm-hmm. My tattoos are on like braces on my arms. That's well, oh, so creative. Yes. So there I we go. That's very good at the arts. Yeah. Go check out Twitter. The, the art is there. If you can't find it, tweet me. i sh- mm-hmm. show it. Um, I think I would be goddess rave, mum. Yeah, yeah. So like, I would have gum, uh, <laughs> which would give you some kind of. Cooling breath power, and uh, like I'd give you lollies yeah. to to help you re-energize if you were like low on energy. Like, oh, crit, you're low on energy. Have a lolly. I will unwrap it for you. Oh. Um, and then you know other boot boons that would give you like super super speed or something for a little while, <laughs> or additional stamina, something, yeah. something like that. Uh, jewel rooms. I think it depends on the jewel. How would we do with each other? Um. We'd attack from the rear and cuddle a lot. (laughs) Cuddles from behind. Cuddles from behind, but consensually. Yeah. (laughs) Would you consent to this cuddle from behind duo boon? Duo (laughs) boon cuddles. I mean, you'd be rude not to, right? (laughs) Tricky asks, "What is the strangest? What the heck are the odds sort of moment you've experienced?" Um, not directly to me, but one that I I was close to having. Um. I have some younger siblings and, you know, there's like various competitions they do in like um, McDonald's to be like, ah, oh, various prizes to be won. Oh, like um, Monopoly. Yeah. So two years in a row, my younger brothers won prizes through that. Ooh. And we're talking like reasonably big prizes. Ooh. Um, They won a trip to Disney. Oh, wow. Uh, Which Disney? uh i believe paris oh, okay. um but like it was they, they won like hey here's his disney tickets and accommodation and whatnot yeah, right. uh and then i believe the next year they won a playstation 2 oh wow yeah so like this this was that really this dates was, this. <laughs> yeah this really <laughs> dates this story but like two consecutive years in a row they won reasonably big prizes from mcdonald's drawings mm-hmm hmm. I don't know if it's weird, but my, my, my biggest what-are-the-odds thing for myself was that time I got pulled up on, on stage with the with the Gerard Way. That is still when I look back on and go, how the, how the fuck did that happen? Mm-hmm. I I have an answer to this, but it's probably really depressing, so I'm just going to skip past it. <laughs> okay, then. How am I still alive? <laughs> I'm glad you're still alive. <laughs> uh, I love you. Uh, Larry Be asks, Cerberus, great doggo or greatest doggo? I'm not a big fan of doggos usually. Cerberus, no. good doggo, particularly because I don't have to be near the smell or the texture of this doggo. Yeah, and also the character that I'm playing knows how to pet the diggo, doggo. Exactly. I I don't have to worry about this doggo. This is a purely safe doggo. Uh-huh. Uh, Michael asks, is it better when a question makes you think or makes you smile? I mean, both are good in their own ways. If it it can do both, that's amazing. But both are good in their own ways. I I like to to think about the things and talk about the things. I like a mix of the two. And I like to laugh at things. So it's all good. Uh, Spooky Stuff asks, Best game for turning your brain off. Maybe listening to music can't be, uh, and can be played while not sober. Until not, I uh, can be played while not sober I was going to say mindlessly <laughs> Pokemon shiny hunting but I wouldn't run a risk doing that while not sober in case I fucked it up somehow. Somehow like just got, just like, I'm just going to give away all my shinies. I, I, I'm I, feeling very loved up. I'm going to give all my shinies to I'm people. more thinking I accidentally clicked a button and deleted my save file that I didn't mean to click <laughs> on or something of that nature. Yeah, fair. Um, You got an answer to this? Yeah, puzzle games. Puzzle games are brilliant. Oh. Like, as long as you can still actually see, see the screen, like, puzzle yeah. games are brilliant because they're repetitive. Yes. They don't require, usually don't require a huge amount of, like, physical activity. Yeah. And, like, they, you can just sort of zen out to them a bit. Yes. Um, I imagine Tetris Effect is amazing as long as you can still see the screen. Yes, I was um, gonna say Tetris Effect. Like, uh, Rubik's Cubes. Love a Rubik's yeah. Cube. I um, used to do a lot of Sudoku, Sudoku like, mashed... And, like remashed <laughs> um just, it was one of the, it's like anything that you can just sort of a sliding like sliding puzzles yeah like get the thing out of the room um specifically the one from Nintendo's 51 games in one <laughs> yeah the, the yeah the one on the DS yes i used to play that game just like tons uh, you know what i used to love playing a little bit mashed um easy difficulty guitar hero Oh, nice! And again, I think it's because it's that like not too many things to think about, and you can just zone out to it. Yeah, and you're listening to music, which is always oh, a nice thing. That's it. Like you've got the music sort of pulling you through the experience. Like mm-hmm. I could, I could really like jam out to some guitar hero while a bit not sober. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what you mean, officer. I mean, it's just alcohol, clearly, clearly. Um, um, but I'm drunk at home in, with less than six people in my house. Exactly. Uh, Samuel West asks, A friend of mine has obtained a computer information systems degree and associate cloud engineer certification <gasps> within the last year. How many puns am I allowed about that? them having a CIS degree with an ACE certification before I become an ass? <laughs> Please note, my friend is not CIS, but is ACE. Ah, See... This is the thing. I think you can make the jokes about the things that they are. Yes. I don't think you can make the the both. It doesn't work like you either make the one about like haha, ha, you have a sis uh-huh, uh a sis. Ha ha, the qualifications <laughs> as your sis. Or you make jokes about ha ha you are ace, you're certified in it now. Yep. I don't think it works if you do <laughs> You've both. You've got your once. ace card now. Ha ha. Yeah. I think I think you either joke about what they aren't or what they are. I don't think both together. I think you works. can make the joke of the joke about like what you aren't once, maybe yes. twice, and with a great distance between yes. the two. The the, uh, the the one that you are, I think you can definitely get away with. Oh, yeah. oh, you got you got your ace card with you. As as long as like they remain like affable yeah. to like, it, like punny and just silly. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think I think mean, that's it. That's pretty much it. That is all the questions. Well then, time for this. Time for this. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Social justice warriors. Social justice warriors. Yeah. All right, Larry. All right, Barry. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. You been uh, up so much? Oh, you know, you know. We've been uh, keeping, keeping going, keeping going. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I did see uh, I did see a conversation going on the other day. I thought was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw some people talking about um, disabled access to buildings. Yeah. Because yeah. all too often it is. Uh, it is not really implemented to the level of depth it really needs to be done. We've Does got lifts that sometimes works. We have a ramp out. Uh, we have a ramp to the front door, and beyond that, you're on your own. We have a deployable ramp to the front. Oh door. yes, yes. Sorry. Yes. You have to. You have to press a little button by the oh, side of oh, the door. Oh, you're lucky that there's a button that you can press to get someone to come down. You don't have to just wait there for someone to you to, to notice you one. down there. <laughs> Shout up the stairs and hope someone Hello? notices. Could you please put the ramp down? Yeah, that's, uh, it's not really good. And then, then like, people do seem to think they could just go, oh, yeah, that's 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 it. You, you're in the building. Accessible, that. Exactly. Uh, you, you see this a lot with, um, you know, it, it's sort of seen as an afterthought. You see this a lot with uh, the trains uh, where someone will book having a ramp available for them to get on and off a train and the ramp just won't be there because they're like, oh, sorry, we just didn't do it. Yeah, and then you've got the mix of Either you fully cannot get off or you have to, you know, rely on strangers who perhaps don't know how to correctly handle either a wheelchair or a person in a wheelchair. Indeed. Uh, and and to help them getting off a train. Exactly. Like, Especially not while potentially the doors are desperately trying to close on them. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's a bunch of things that people just don't think about very often. Um, Like, does your building have automatic or push open doors so that yeah. uh, someone who's not standing doesn't have to try and push a door open while also not pushing themselves backwards. Uh, Are the doors and corridors like wide enough to actually manoeuvre a wheelchair through? Exactly. And not just, you know, one type of wheelchair. Like, maybe even a chunkier electric yeah. wheelchair. Like, uh, Will you still be able to get a wheelchair down the corridor if... Uh, let's say this is a hotel. If the hotel uh, staff have got their uh, cleaning trolleys out, can you still get a wheelchair passed? If there is some kind of emergency, is there, you know, actually some some way of getting disabled people out, or are you just leaving them in a stairwell? Yeah. Uh, Do your elevators... Uh, do you have elevators that are large enough for a wheelchair user to safely get into, turn around, and leave, and operate solo? Can they uh, reach everything they need to in the elevator? Yeah, and, you know, wheelchair users that, you know, wouldn't be travelling solo would they be able to fit somebody else in there with them once that wheelchair is in there? Exactly. Uh, Do you have backups so that if one thing breaks down, you know, someone's not stranded? Do you have, say, more than one elevator? So if the elevator stops working, someone's not stranded six floors up. I, I genuinely worked in a building where we had one person in a wheelchair working there for about a week. They had to leave because the buildings, uh, both of the buildings' elevators broke yeah. in the same week and we were told that it was probably going to be at least six months before they were properly fixed. Well see that's exactly it It's stuff like that cannot be a six month wait it has to be, it will get fixed right the hell now. Because... Yeah because heaven forbid anyone let someone work from home <laughs> Exactly. Um, can a person make the same route into or out of a building as everyone else, or do they have to go on a 10-minute detour to get in? Yeah, you know, and and then again, if, if it's like a, a workplace, are they yeah. being penalised for the fact that, well, you know, you, you should be back at your desk at this time? Exactly. It takes me 10 minutes longer they, than fucking get, anyone else get, to get in. You get this with the trains again, it's like... Oh, yeah, you can technically get the train to so-and-so. You just have to get off six stops early and uh, and, and travel your way overground the rest of the way because that's the nearest place that's got an elevator. Or travelling through a particular station. you know, Do you have to go a, a very special way that isn't necessarily as well signposted because of the way that station tries to filter traffic so yeah. that it's not too busy? Do you have to yourself know the a way around the station enough that you can get to the lift that takes you midway up the platform, because if you try and get in the normal end of the platform, like, there, there's actually no access from that exactly. end. Does your uh, reception to your building have a uh, a desk set at the right sort of height so that someone who is a wheelchair user can actually see the receptionist and use the desk if they need to sign something on the way in? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, is there space to turn around? Uh, can you fit a chair under the desk, or is the uh, un- cross un- beams or, exactly yeah. no cross beams or anything that will stop you actually getting your legs under a desk? Yeah, people need to be more thoughtful about accessibility like, stuff. They it's, really do. It's yeah. it's it, it's so often an afterthought, and it's so often just well, we got one ramp, we're done, right? Yeah, that seems to be like we ticked a box. That's it. We're done here, aren't we? And you know, there is a lack of understanding about what what people's needs are. There is a lack of understanding of what is actually appropriate. Yeah. Consult with disabled people of multiple backgrounds when designing yeah. a building. Yeah, absolutely. Because they are just as valid a set of users of your building or piece of public infrastructure as other users. Make sure that you talk to a wide variety of people about their specific needs. Absolutely. And if you want to think about it from a purely like capitalistic point of view... Those are potential customers that you are putting off by not making space for them or not giving them access to, to, to your products yeah. or your service. It doesn't take a lot. And the more effort that is put into making sure that from the ground up, exactly. like space and allowance is put in so that everybody it, can access. It, it is much more affordable to make these accommodations at the point when you are First, setting up your building than it is to try and retrofit them later. Yeah, like it's it is somewhat understandable that the buildings in very old cities, like some of them are very old buildings, but there is no excuse on a new build building. Yeah, to still not have access. Exactly. Yeah. Virtualize. Good luck, mate. I <sighs> am <sighs> oh, <I'm> so tired. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, oh, I think I'm going for a nap, mate. You reckon? Oh, I might do so too. Yeah, all we'll sleep well, mate. Yeah, you too. So, <gasps> Laura, me, you on the internet, you be me on the internet, you we on the internet, I where be on, I? Be on the internet, where would be that? Uh, Laura K Buzz everywhere: Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. Uh, you can find. Me streaming on Twitch Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at uh, 10 PM UK, 5 PM Eastern, 2 PM Pacific. Every Friday, I upload episodes of Accessibility on YouTube, which is a show all about the video game industry and accessibility and representation, which you should all check out. Uh, J- James, Jane, Jane been working on that oh no my secret's out i do that's why i was learning green screen after all yeah i mean it's gonna say in the episode description so now if you've got any complaints it'll be it'll be directed at me (laughs) but yeah so that's that's a thing we're making together now yay together yeah together project. it's gayer it's it's at least 50% gayer it's at least 50% gayer it's (laughs) at least 50% more trans Mm -hmm. so yeah check out accessibility every friday um and also, when we get to the self-promo bit, support Jane on Patreon so that she can afford to do to do this thing. Please. Yeah, do that Do that <laughs> thing. Um, other than that, you can so find tight. everything I do at Uh There's books, Uncomfortable Labels. That's about being gay and trans and on the autism spectrum. It's out now as a book in book places or as an audiobook on laurakbuzzstore.com. You should probably get it there, it's where I get the most money off it. <laughs> uh there is Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which is coming out on February fourth, twenty twenty one. Gender Euphoria, which is an anthology of non-cis people's positive gender-affirming stories, that's coming out in June 2021. Um, there's a bunch of books I contributed words to as well. Uh But Is It Art, I did a foreword for. I think there's an interview with me in the uh the Fangirl's Guide to the Universe, uh which is getting a reprint. Oh heck. Yeah, my words are in things. Words. Uh, and then I got I got podcasts. Actually, before I get to podcasts, check out laurakbuzz.com. A bunch of my old Kotaku UK articles are now up there, and you should go read them if you haven't read them before. They're <laughs> mine now, all mine. <laughs> uh, podcasts, Pixel Squirt. It's all about video game character pornography. I talk about the porn with Mario and Stacey from Geek Remix. There's Podquisition, where we tell you whether your favourite video games are great or perfect. Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'm on seasons three, four, five, six, and seven. They're all self-contained stories. Um, other than that, I'm on another podcast with you that isn't this one. It's Polyamory. Yeah, tell us about Polyamory. We're about a year ahead on that right now, and it's scary because we're nearly at the end of the story, and ah, uh, I've got to make it work. But but also, like the the story is gone places. Like the most in the most amazing way, and I'm very excited for people to hear it. And I hope people are enjoying it so far. There will be a new episode of that out up the the day before this goes live. So go back and check that out. Um, I also make uh, t-shirts. You can get a spukake t-shirt. It's spukake season. You can be all little spoopy with the little ghost and all the little ectoplasm splurges. That could be you. Um, you can get that over on my Redbubble. All of my links, really, are on streamalinks.com slash Janiac, J-A-N-E-I-A-C. Oh, also Podquisition Animated, which Becky <gasps> makes. You can yeah. check that out. I did the theme music for that. It's basically a music box version of um, the the Podquisition theme music. Ooh. Ooh. Um, There was something else. I'm sure there was something else. OMG. Oh, yeah. I have a Patreon. I yes. remember. <laughs> Support it, Jane on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Radio. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help me justify a 75-hour work week. It would be really nice if she could make enough money to do a few less day job hours and more creative things. Really lovely. I'm very sleepy. Um, yeah, for, yeah, but for like $10 a month, you can get early access to Queer and Pleasant Strangers. And hey, if you have suggestions about other things you'd like early access to, and it's something I think I can get edited in time, then sure, you can probably have that early as well. Laura, sing it out, by Until next time, be a stranger. Mm-hmm. Like the gayest Jedi right now. (laughs)